I have yet to meet a trauma survivor who has not experienced some kind of trust issues. And for some people, the inability to trust is more deeply impacting than for others. But generally speaking, when someone experiences situations that cause them fear, distress, or hopelessness, especially as children in their close relationships, it affects their ability to identify and experience what is safe. And this leaves the person unable to trust others and sometimes even to trust themselves. A big part of trauma healing requires safety and trust in relationships. And today, I want to address developing that trust in God first, as he is the ultimate source of safety, comfort, and holistic healing. And he can point us to the ones who we can trust on a human level. Let's get into it. Hey, sister friend, welcome to the Shades of Trauma Healing podcast. Do you want to overcome the wounds and impacts of childhood trauma that are holding you back in life? Do you want to get unstuck, begin thriving, and confidently living God's best in all areas? I'm Jenny L, a certified clinical trauma specialist, life coach, trauma thriver, and most of all, a daughter of God living loved and on purpose. In this podcast, I'll share trauma education, healing strategies along with biblical applications and motivational stories to support you in your journey toward trauma healing and thriving. So grab your journal, settle into your favorite spot, and let's begin. Let me start off by confirming that I know Many people want to experience relational safety with other physical human beings as part of the trauma healing journey, and that is a 100% valid need. It's really important to develop this type of connection with others when healing from relational trauma. The issue is that as a trauma survivor, you got hurt in relationship. Now you don't know who to trust. You don't want to risk getting hurt again. You're afraid of being judged or not accepted, afraid of not being heard or afraid of being misunderstood and most scary of all, being rejected. The inability to trust someone else is one of the main reasons I hear why women do not reach out for the trauma healing help that they need. And I agree, it's not really wise to reach out to someone unless you know it would be safe to do so. Your experiences would have most likely taught you this and it prevents you from reaching out because your mind and your body wants to keep you safe. And I get that, you know, I've been there. I had trouble trusting other people too. I was so afraid of being judged. I was scared that no one would get what I was going through or they would find some way to blame me or label me as being too weak or too needy or worst of all, they would actually see through this facade of perfectionism I tried to present to the world. There were a lot of fears is essentially what I'm saying. There was also a lot of pain and I came to the point where I just wanted to experience life differently. I wanted to experience joy, emotional freedom. I just wanted healing. I've always heard that God is our everything, but I was not experiencing that and I desperately wanted to know what that was like because what I was doing so far just was not working. This led me to become serious about seeking God. And this led me to realize that I did not fully trust him. 
I talk more about my struggle to trust God with my heart and my hurt in episode 11. So you can go back and listen to that one for more context. I knew that on my own, I did not have the ability to discern who was trustworthy. Who could I go to for the help I needed? Who would hold my confidence? I didn't know how to interpret or discern this. So I kind of turned my eyes away from people for a little bit. And I ran to God with this longing to be seen, accepted, loved, and healed. I thought if God knew it all, then he could show me who to trust, and he could bring the people I needed in my life to support me. Admittedly, when I first ran to God about this particular situation, it was more for him to give me or show me the human support I needed. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's not a wrong thing to ask for. But what I do believe is that it's also important to develop that trust in God first, develop our relationship with him first, and then let everything flow out from that. My journey to trusting God had three main steps and I would like to share those with you in hopes that you would find them beneficial or you can apply them to support you in your journey of learning to trust. The first step is to get to know God intimately. It's really difficult to trust someone you don't know. Even though you might have heard about God since you were a little girl, do you really know him? I get that this is a layered question because our relationship with God continues to grow day by day, year after year. And I'm certainly not saying that you don't know God at all. It is more along the lines of how intimately do you know him and what is your personal relationship with him like? To get to know anyone intimately, we have to spend time with them. And spending time with God means sitting with him in his word digesting what he says and asking Holy Spirit to give you the application, the understanding that you need about what you are reading. I found it helpful to learn the names of God and his characteristics, how he acts, how he feels about his creation and what lengths he goes to just to be in relationship with us. I had to learn to spend time with God for who he is, not just for what he could do for me. And what I did is I created this playlist of songs that highlighted the goodness and the nature of God. I would play these songs in a quiet place and focus on praising God for who he is, not asking him for anything. My only prayer was, Lord, let me experience you as you are. I won't lie. This was challenging at first because... I wasn't used to it. Whenever I prayed, it was always going to God with my list of needs and wants. But with practice and consistency, I began looking forward to those moments where I just got to hang out with God as my friend, as my companion. In the very beginning, I started with this one song. At the time, it was the William McDowell version of You Are God Alone. And I chose that one because it's about six minutes long. And that's about all I could manage in the very beginning. And I really liked the song because the lyrics were on the sovereignty of God. And it allowed me to stay focused on him. And it didn't take my mind into a place of asking God for anything. When I was not in the Word or spending the experiential time with God, I would ask God to keep my mind focused on Him and make me more alert to the God moments, you know, when He was showing up in my life. 
It is so amazing what you begin to see when you are paying attention or when you are looking for it. I began seeing God show up in my routines, on my job, in my decision making, and I began to trust him more as I saw he was consistently showing up. The next step is to believe you are worthy to be in relationship with God. This is an important one because many trauma survivors are left with a feeling of guilt, shame. They experience abandonment and sometimes they learn to minimize their feelings because they were taught that they were not important or they had to behave just right so they didn't upset other people. Most survivors did this so they would not get beatings or licks as we called it in the Caribbean. This was their learned pattern to keep safe. Maybe you were told directly or indirectly by family, community, or even through church messages that you were not good enough, or somehow you got the message that you had to be perfect just to be liked, accepted, or loved. All these are learned responses and survival patterns that trauma survivors often approach God with, if they could even muster up the courage to go to him in the first place. For someone who developed these kind of survival patterns, it's such a defeating feeling because when we hold up our lives to a holy God, we might as well just throw our hands up because there is no way we can do anything or be any particular way that qualifies us as righteous enough or holy enough to be in relationship with God. On a big picture level for all of humanity, sin created this real genuine rupture in our relationship with God, one that cannot be bridged or reconciled from our end. But you know what? That is great news because it takes the pressure off of us to try to earn God's love or relationship. That's a responsibility that human beings were never meant to take up. God took care of that through the sacrifice of his son Jesus on the cross. And I say this to emphasize that you can go to God just as you are with all your pain, all your hurt, all your trauma. God is expecting you to come to him. He is not expecting you to clean yourself up or get your life together before you seek a relationship with him. Titus 3, 4 and 5 in the CEB version says, But when the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for humankind appeared, he saved us, not by works of righteousness that we have done, but according to his mercy, through the washing of regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Another scripture that I like is in Isaiah 41, 9b to 10, and it says, I have called you back from the ends of the earth saying, you are my servant, for I have chosen you and I will not throw you away. So do not be afraid, for I am with you. Do not be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Sister friend, you have a place in and with God, a space to belong, to experience relationship, to be loved. You do not have to do anything to be loved by God. He loved you since you were in your mother's womb before you could even do or say a word. And God's love never changes. He loves you just the same way now. You can confidently seek relationship with God. He is inviting and he's expecting you. 
You can trust God with anything. And I know trust takes time to build. And I also know if you have questions about why certain things have happened to you, you can take these questions to God and seek his wisdom about your circumstances. Would you like to take that step towards God to develop deeper intimacy and learn to trust him? Now I'd look at the final point. Pray for faith to trust God more. John 15:5 says, we can do nothing in our own strength. And I take that quite literally when it comes to my relationship with God. I approached my trust issues with God like the father in Mark 9, 24, who said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. The father wanted God to deliver his son from the evil spirit that possessed him. And he said to Jesus, if you are able, then please heal my son. To this, Jesus responded, all things are possible to those who believe. The father of the boy knew Jesus was right. Of course, Jesus was right. And his immediate response was, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I used to think that this was a contradiction. But now, as I've been in the same faith shoes as this biblical brother, I realize what he was saying. He was saying, Lord, I do believe in you. I do believe you have the power to heal. But his faith was not complete or it wasn't fully mature. There were still elements of unbelief in him. And this is what he was asking Jesus to help him with. As you go to Jesus, you may already believe him in certain areas of your life. And there may be other areas where your faith is underdeveloped. For example, you may trust God to provide financially, but you kind of have a hard time believing he would heal your family trauma. You may trust God to bless your career, your ministry, or your business, but you're not too sure how he would handle your illness. Like I mentioned, it took me a longer time to learn to trust God with my emotions and my heart. I spent a lot of days saying that same prayer for God to help my unbelief. And you know what? Gradually, that's exactly what he did. I got to know his heart better. I got to know and experience his love. Ah, and I got to experience his never-ended mercy. How he protects me and even fights for me in certain situations. God showed up in practical ways to show me that he had my back. And when I began experiencing God's goodness and his love in practical ways, I realized, okay, I see you, God. I realized he was really safe. And as he increased my faith, I began to trust him more and more and more. Sister friends, it starts with honesty about where you are at. If you do have some unbelief mixed in with the faith and trust in God, that's okay. Acknowledge it. Recognize where you're at. And most importantly, know that that is not where you want to stay. You are on a faith journey. You are seeking God. So bring who you are, just as you are, to him without any guilt, without any shame. Take it all to God and let him replace that unbelief with trust in himself. God is great at answering these types of prayers. As you process what I shared today, which of these three steps do you think you need to take first as you move towards trusting God more? Do you need to spend more time getting to know God intimately? Or do you need to place some emphasis on believing that you are worthy to be in relationship with God? 
Or do you need to pray for the faith to trust God more? Is there some elements of unbelief that you need God to take and replace with absolute trust and faith in Him? Take the time out to think about what developing your faith in God would mean. What would that look like? What type of support and help? What type of routines would you need to put in place in order to develop that faith in Him? while allowing him to heal the trust issues. Once God begins to help you to trust him, he's actually working on the trust issues, allowing you to let go of some of the fear, encouraging you to trust him a little bit more with your heart. And as you trust him, he would be able to then support you by putting you in places where you feel safe. It's a beautiful process that you can experience and it starts with letting God heal some of the trust issues by developing that trust in Him. As you continue your journey, I invite you to connect with me, with your thoughts, with your questions, with any reflections on what I shared today. There are three ways to connect with me. You can sign up to become a Shades of Trauma Healing Podcast Insider at subscribedpage.io forward slash STH podcast. You can join our Facebook community. I've updated the group name to make it more searchable and reflective of what to expect in the community. And the new name is Heal Childhood Trauma as Christian Women of Color. So you can go search that in Facebook. I will also leave links in the show notes for the insider group as well as the Facebook community. And finally, good old email. You can send me an email at support at shadesoftraumahealing.com. I always look forward to connecting with other sister friends in their trauma healing journey. So reach out to me. Let's connect. Before you go, sister friend, did this podcast episode encourage, inspire, or teach you something new? If so, would you be so kind as to share it with another friend who needs help to overcome her childhood trauma? And don't forget to hop over to Apple Podcasts to leave a rating and a written review for the show. This way, the show can reach more sisters who need to hear it. Thank you for listening and know that I am cheering for your healing. I'll be back next week. So until then, take time to breathe and be blessed.